Good morning and welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. A little froggy this morning. As I told the kids, I have a frog in my throat. Let's see if we can get it to go away by the end of the show. We begin our, let's see, we're on Tuesday today. It's Tuesday, February 7th, and it's 7 a.m. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven, and we begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Before the show today, I was reading a uh, wonderful news article about the four chaplains, a story I didn't know. This is on Catholic News Agency, but they were honored on the 80th anniversary of their deaths. And uh, Jonah McCowan for Catholic News Agency reports that um, the four veterans here, the four chaplains, Father John P. Washington, a Catholic priest, Reverend George L. Fox, a Methodist minister, Rabbi Alexander D. Good, and Reverend Clark V. Poling, a Reformed Church in America minister, gave their life jackets to save others when their ship was torpedoed in the frigid North Atlantic in 1943. As I, I dug a little deeper into the story, it just went that they had their life jackets, and then someone was coming up and like, I don't have a life jacket. And one chaplain said, here, take mine. And then another person came up, I don't have a life jacket. And they just selflessly handed off their life jackets. The, uh, you know, the possibility of survival without them is, is slim. And they just selflessly did that. May we all emulate that virtue of selflessness that we might give up of ourselves for the the good of others you know and that may be heroic today or it might be heroic in a small way it might just be you know you and somebody else are approaching the line at the same time and you say you know what you go ahead and go first it might be that you and someone else are approaching a door at the same time and you hold the door and say hello go ahead my pleasure please do you know those little things we encounter every day. Let's be heroic in those two. Today on the show, we are going to visit again. We had so much fun with Julie Lassiter last week. We thought we'd bring her back this week. And then for our radio listeners, we also have, uh, you know, actually a talk on how to be a living sacrifice today, as well as some thoughts on parenting from Father John Hollowell that we'll be able to share with you. All that and more. But first, let's go to Mike Roberts. Today is the feast day of St. Richard the Pilgrim. Born in Wessex, England in the 8th century, he was a local chieftain. When his son Willibald became very sick, he laid the baby at the foot of Jesus' cross and he was healed. When his sons were old enough, he asked an abbot to look after his daughter Walburga while he took Willibald and Winibald on a pilgrimage to Rome, praying at all the shrines along the way. It was a long journey and while making it, Richard began plans to become a priest. However, when they reached Lucca in Tuscany, Richard developed a fever and died quite suddenly. Very soon, miracles were being reported by those who prayed at his tomb, and soon the citizens of Lucca were venerating Richard. Both his sons, Willibald and Winibald, and his daughter, Walburga, would go on to become famous for their great faith like their father. St. Richard the Pilgrim, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. 
Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. We were so grateful to have Julie Lassiter with us on the show recently that we thought, oh, we should have Julie come back again. And Julie, you brought a, a little live studio audience. I three do, three yes. of your children are here today. And if I remember correctly, you have seven, have six seven. here on earth, one in full-time prayer, Absolutely. God willing, it in the beatific vision. That's right. We got one in heaven. We got six more to get there. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Beth and I are very similar. We've got one praying for us, and mm-hmm. five that are our reasons for prayer pretty much <laughs> every day. <laughs> every day. Yeah. We need them. We and need those prayers. I, I don't know about you, but you said it already. One in heaven, six to get there. And that yeah. is the goal. We're living this life. It's roadmap to heaven. We're trying to become saints. It's very easy, perhaps, in paper or reading the lives of the saints saying, oh, they got it. But then I'm in the midst of this, and I've got five kids that I've got to get to my in-law's house so I can come here and do the show while my wife's at work. And then I've got to pick them up from school, and inevitably one of them gets sick, or this happens. And then we have sports practice, or that meeting, or this going on, or Beth has that, or I have this. And then, you know, it it feels like we say, you know, in a couple weeks it'll calm down. And I've been waiting for that couple weeks for about 11 (laughs) years That's right. That's right. Your oldest is 11? Uh, no, our oldest is 12, but it, 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 our, our second oldest is 11, and that's when it really got busy. It so, does. Well, I mean, I don't know that you have the secret, but you're here. How do you balance life, yeah. juggle life, Juggling, and yeah. with that end goal of we got to get to heaven? That's right. So what a, a priest told us about the word balance. You know, sometimes you'll get a little little snidbit about a word that you use and realize, I hate the word busy. I don't, oh, I bet you're so busy. I'm not busy. i we have a full schedule and I love it, you know, but I don't want to see it as busyness because I'm not looking for things to do, right? We have lots of things to do. Um, but when we talk about balance, that's giving all things the same priority and we can't necessarily do that. So when we prioritize, right, when we prioritize our kids versus work versus, you know, is my house clean and the laundry done? You know, one of my biggest things when I think about juggling all the things that, you know, we're trying to keep up in the air is how can I create peace for myself and my kids? And what what's the best way? So sometimes I'm selfishly start with me. I like a counter that is cleaned off. The entire house could be an absolute mess, but I have great peace when I walk in and the counter is, at least the end of it, is cleared off. So wh- what do I do? I Now I have my kids helping me do that. So finding one or two things in your house, in your life, that you can keep orderly. Um, creating a prayer space for my kids to go to and a routine for our, our prayer schedule. I love reading bloggers that have it all put together. And I know I never will be that way. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm sure if I took one day picture snapshot of our life, I could be like, look how great we did it that one day. But the other 29 days of that month or 30 days of that month, it, it was a mess, you know, and that's okay. We live in that mess with a large family, usually in a small space, you know, um, we we have this wonderful gift of our kids being at, at John Paul II Prep. And um, so we have home days on Wednesdays and Fridays. And I love that time when we're able to get homework done before noon and we can pray together. It's been a little cold lately, start a fire, and um, we just do some fun things. We'll watch some things on Formed. But taking out the busyness, a lot of times, uh, I don't know if you've read books that they talk about using the right words. So taking the word busy out of your, out of your mind and just being like, oh, yeah. Yeah, our schedule is full or oh, we're, we're definitely, you know, finding things to do from basketball practice to choir and to actual school to our kids also do speech. And um, there's some fencing and some ballet in there. But it's it's about really making that time for what's precious. What are you prioritizing? Right. So, Adam, when you guys prioritize, when you think about your family prayer time, it's not always clean. It's sometimes it's messy. 
Yeah, I, I yeah. love the term I heard on our airwaves. Uh, we had a guest in for one of our fundraisers who said, oh, in our house, it's the Rosary Rumble. And that has stuck with me for, I think it's going on a year now since I we like heard it. that. It's like the toddlers climbing on my back and the, the four-year-olds running around and the infants like just fussing with mom and we're in the midst of it yeah. as if it's praying the rosary during a, an American Ninja obstacle course or it something is. like that. It's like an extreme rosary. You know, you're like, how many kids can I put on my lap? Who's hitting who with the rosary? You know, the baby's five months old. So he's, you know, flopping it around, hits himself with the crucifix. You're like, oh. You know, yeah. what are you going to do? A little wooden, you know, rosary. The so. scourging at the pillar becomes a reality, a lived reality <laughs> during the family rosary. Like we should always pray the sorrowful. Oh. Yeah. Now, Julie, no, I funny. love something you said at the beginning of this, though, that, you know, the, the world talks about balance and balance is giving everything equal weight. Yeah. And, and we're not about balance. We're about priority because, it, you know, Sunday mass prioritizes anything else right. that's going to happen on Sunday. Uh, my Wife and I, our marriage prioritizes over everything else, even our kids. And because of that, because we prioritize one another over our kids, we're actually better parents oh. to our kids than if we said, no, we got to prioritize the kids over us. Then our marriage would fall apart and be in shambles. And I know this from experience. Absolutely. It's hard when you when you have children uh, ranging in sizes. It, and it's like people are like, oh, how do you do it? I'm like, one is hard. One is one child is, is is sacrificing yourself for that child. It doesn't really matter how many kids you have. It's it's a challenge. But putting your marriage first, it really allows you to be at a peaceful center. And so juggling that is finding the time to pray with your spouse. And I definitely know when we're not praying together, we can't communicate about all the other things that we need to communicate about. My birthday's coming up. Peter wants to take me on a trip for my birthday, and I love it. I love the idea, but I feel super selfish that we're not going to include our kids. So we've kind of been back and forth just juggling this idea. Do we, you know, influences here and there? And I'm just like, you know what, Lord, just guide us. You're going you're gonna to tell help us where, where, tell us where we need to go. For our 10-year anniversary, we went on a pilgrimage, and it was, I mean, a, life, a trip of a lifetime. It yeah. was really wonderful. And I would love to do that again. But I'm like, we don't really have time for a pilgrimage in this season of our life, right? Right, right. Because that's like a 10, 15-day thing. It's not a weekend trip, you know, to really, like, make a retreat of something and travel and get there and pay for it. All yeah. the things. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave us with this. When yeah. I first met your husband, uh, he and I were in the circus club at St. Louis University High School performing on stage at multiple things. And we learned a lot about juggling in St. Louis U High. And at one point, I remember my brother was trying, he was a better juggler than I was. He was trying to juggle a juggling ball, a juggling club, and a juggling torch that was on fire. And in that instance, he had to make a decision while practicing one day what he was going to let fall to the ground. And he decided to let the club and the ball fall so that he could grab the torch and keep the lit torch from falling on the ground. I'm going to say he made the right call. And as we talk about juggling life with heaven in sight, I mean, there are a lot of things that are good, as you've reminded us just yes. now. Um, but if they get in the way of dropping that ball that gets us to heaven, mm-hmm. yeah, drop those things and, and keep getting to heaven. Keep right. heaven as the goal, as the priority. So a great reminder for us, especially as we all like to say we're busy. No. Our schedules are full. Our schedules are full, just like our hearts with our kids. Oh, man, your hands are full. Oh, no, you should see our hearts. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of full, the clock is running full here, so we're going to have to take a break. But when we come back, there will be more Roadmap to Heaven. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. 
Here is our Catequiz question today, and it has to do with the family. Who wrote the apostolic exhortation, Familiaris Consortio, the church at the service of the family? Who wrote Familiaris Consortio? It's an apostolic exhortation. So that right there should tell you the answer is going to begin with Pope. But which Pope? That's for you to decide here. If you said Pope St. John Paul II, you are correct. And two quotes I'd just like to pull from this really quick. It's worth reading the whole thing. But at the very beginning, he's talking about how this exhortation came together from the Synod in 1980. And I love this. There was a natural continuation of the two preceding synods. The Christian family, in fact, is the first community called to announce the gospel to the human person during growth and to bring him or her through a progressive education and catechesis to full human and Christian maturity. So, you know, the way I start that with my kids when they're two is going to be a little bit different now that they're older, you know, because as we grow, we progress, right? But it's not, oh, well, I'm just going to send them off to Catholic education. It's me. It's Beth. We are the first. Our family in the home, the first community called to announce the gospel. I love it. Also, not too long after that, in paragraph three, we read, the church is deeply convinced that only by the acceptance of the gospel are the hopes that man legitimately places in marriage and in the family capable of being fulfilled. I will read that again. The church is deeply convinced that only by the acceptance of the gospel are the hopes that man legitimately places in marriage and in the family capable of being fulfilled. In other words, friends, if you and I, those of us who are married, want our marriages to be all that they can be, to be the best marriages they can be, what a marriage is supposed to be, we have to live our faith and we have to accept the gospel. We have to live the teachings of the church, no matter how difficult, how hard it may be. So let's surround ourselves with others that are right there in the trenches with us, all working towards that goal. We're going to take one more break here on Roadmap to Heaven. When we come back, we'll have the Daily Dose of Encouragement for you. This week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, Patty Schneier is helping us take a look at the other parts of Matthew chapter 5. In addition to the Beatitudes, Patty, I have to say, as a middle child, I appreciate that we're looking at something other than the main focus uh, in Matthew 5 this week. Yeah, I just think Matthew 5 has some great wisdom for us about how to flourish, how to be truly happy in this world. Um, and, And our Lord wants us, of course, to have life and have it to the full. So I think in Matthew 5, he's just giving us a bunch of nuggets. And so I want to unpack some of them. So yesterday we talked about being the salt and the light Um, in any situation. Today, Matthew 5 verses 23 and 24 says this, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar, go first and be reconciled with your brother. So let's unpack that a little bit. Today, maybe we need to take an inventory if there's someone to whom I need to apologize Right? Is there someone that I need to forgive? Is there someone that I need to go talk to and say, I blew it? Is there someone in my life with whom the relationship is strained? And we can all think of that one person, but don't let it fester. Someone once told me, fresh wounds heal quickly. That's such great advice. Fresh wounds heal quickly. But if you let it fester, if you don't do something about it, it's only going to get worse. So take the first step toward reconciliation today. If there's someone you know that you've had a little, you know, maybe some tense words, go first and be reconciled with that person before you go on with the rest of your day. And I think that, again, our Lord wants us to do this on many, many, many occasions. Be first to reconcile. Take that first step.
How many times as parents have we had our kids say, oh, I have a scrape, and we go to clean it. And they say, no, don't clean it. It'll hurt. It'll hurt. And then if we don't, we know it gets infected. And yet, Patty, you're so right. In our spiritual lives, even as adults, we say, well, I don't want to deal with that. That's going to hurt, and we should know better. Thank you for this great reminder today. We'd like to wish a belated congratulations to Bishop Sean McKnight of the Diocese of Jefferson City, who celebrated the fifth anniversary of his ordination as bishop and installation as bishop of the Diocese of Jefferson City yesterday. And uh, please join us in praying for him, as we like to say, ad multos anos, to many years. And we pray for all of the bishops in our listening area, and it's a, it's a joy to pray for them each and every day. So congratulations to Bishop McKnight. And Thank you for your service to the church. We hope you've enjoyed today's program of Roadmap to Heaven. If you'd like to catch our interview with Julie Lassiter again, you can be sure to check out the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. And you can also find some of your favorite past episodes there as well. Wherever you like to get your podcast, just search Roadmap to Heaven Covenant Network. You'll see my face pop up. That's, you know, for better or for worse, you'll see it there, but you'll also see us. And you can listen to any of the shows out there that we have uh, uploaded on the podcast. Be sure to also check out some of the other great podcasts by Covenant Network. We've got Tom Shrewsbury's The Lives of the Saints. If you want to dive deep into some great biographies of saints with a a great voice, that's a a podcast to check out. That's a little bit of a longer one, so that's a good one to have with you for a long drive or while you're working on something at home. Daily Dose of Encouragement. If you just want the Daily Dose of Encouragement, you can get that by yourself. The Saint of the Day from Mike Roberts, Monsignor Witz Exploring Church History, Debbie Schlaprizi's The Splendor of You. They're all out there. They're all wonderful. You can get them wherever you get your podcast. And if you don't know where to get a podcast, well, then go to ourcatholicradio.org and click on programs, and you can find them there, too. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, no matter what the weather brings today, enjoy the day. It's a beautiful day. We turn to the Blessed Mother on Tuesdays, invoking her intercession as our Mother of Perpetual Help. So if you have a chance to pray that devotion today, please do. And if you need uh, you need to make the time, well, then make the time. You won't regret it. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven this morning. And as a reminder, every day from the Blessed Mother, pray your rosary today.